Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller. Open your Bibles up to Luke chapter 9. We are in week 4 of the Nathan series Got a big weekend next weekend, you guys, on Saturdays, Love Our City. It's an all-church mission outreach to the city from 9 to 2.30. And then on Sunday will be our Commitment Sunday. And really want to encourage everybody to be here, man. I mean, we, uh, this past Sunday, we did Advanced Commitment Night and had a bunch of the leaders all together over there in the room. And it was, I, I've never been in anything like it in my life. I, I've never been in a meeting like that. And I've, I've been in a lot of meetings and stuff, but it was just the presence of God was palpable in the room. I mean, just it was incredible. And Kim and I shared about what we were, the Lord was leading us to do and to be sacrificial and all of that. And then just watching our leaders come forward with tears in their eyes, holding hands, hugging and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was a powerful moment. And then one of the things that happened too was afterwards, I had different people coming up to me and said, You know, the Lord called me to one number, but after being here tonight, I think He's actually calling me to something else. So our leaders will be back here again next week doing uh, the commitment cards again, and maybe it's the same number, maybe it's not, but man, let's all plan on being here next Sunday. I'll mention that again as we go, but it's a big deal. We're in this series, the Nathan Initiative, and the Nathan word means to give or given, and it's used in lots of different ways, actually, in the, in the uh, Old Testament, but it's used over 1,800 times, primarily give and given. But uh, go ahead and flash the series sentence up. And it's everything is given to share and multiply as grace for others. And we're up to the multiply word. Week four next week is given, and that's our commitment Sunday. And all of this, you guys, I've said it each week, but I want to say it again. All of this is grounded in the character in the heart of God, in the the biblical theology of God getting Himself out into us. He's a giving God. That's what He's been doing from all eternity. Other-centered, self-giving love. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Then there's creation. He pours that love into us. Tells this incredible story of redemption after the fall. And all of these words, this this Nathan word, I put a few on your online. Uh, You can look it up online. Anybody want to go deeper and study all this stuff? You can. I pulled some of the key Nathan themes from the Old Testament, and uh, it's there for you. I I wrote some of these verses down, but to Abraham, the land I'm giving, I'm giving you the land. I'm giving you uh, the, the, the promises that he says to Abraham in Genesis 17, the covenant that I've made with you. See, Uh, It's translated in different ways. Not just give and given, but I've made this covenant with you. I put this into you. I'm giving you this thing. I will make nations out of you, Abraham. That's all the Nathan, Nathan, that word. The prophet Nathan comes to David, and he's the one who says, you're going to have a son that's going to be on the throne forever and ever. And he's going to build a house that's going to last forever and ever. That's what Nathan does. Isaiah, for unto us a son is born, unto us a son is given. There's that word, Nathan. Again, Isaiah 42, verses 1 and verse 6, it's that suffering servant theme there that Israel thought it was them, but they, they couldn't be the light for the nations. But Jesus comes along and He is Israel focused into one person, and He is the light for the nations. Isn't that powerful? So all of that's this redemptive story of God. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3 it's, the, it's, it's right there in the middle of, Jesus quotes this in Luke 4, this whole passage. He's pointing to this passage about, 
I'm preaching good news to the poor and all of this. And here's that Nathan word right there, bestow, to, to provide for those who grieve and bestow to Nathan, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit, the spirit of despair. And so part of heaven breaking in, part of new creation coming is all of this that God wants to give us. So I'm just, I'm, you want to go deeper on, it's not like some shaky limb that we're on talking about being a giving, given to God people, given for others people. This is the way God is. This is His heart, His love for us. The promise of new covenant coming in Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, this is the covenant I'll make with the people of Israel after that time. I'll put Natan, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. That phrase is picked up over and over and over again through the Bible. Revelation 21, that's what happens at the end. I will be their God. They will be my people. There will be no more separation between heaven and earth. So that's just some background there. If you want to go deeper, that's not what the sermon's about today, but I wanted to throw that in. So week one, we talked about the prodigal son, the older brother, everything I have is yours. That's God speaking to us. Jesus gets that. In, in the next week, we talked about the, the father so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And he says exactly what he says in that parable. Every, the father's put everything into my hands. He's given me everything. And he wants us to get that revelation that God has done everything for us. Everything is given to share. Last week we talked about the church. We are the most gigantic, enormous distribution center on planet earth. That is the church. The revelation of the riches, the unsearchable riches of Christ poured out into us. And there's like a million upon millions of bay doors. And some of them, let's say we got 700 here. God wants all those bay doors open. The truck's backing up. Beep, beep, beep. Getting filled up with the riches of Christ and driving out into the world to share his life and love with others, trying to preach, trying to preach. So everything is given to share in today's multiply. Whew. You go down a couple steps, you can't breathe anymore. <laughs> um, so this week, it's the feeding of the 5,000, the multiply word. What God, what he's wanting us to get today is to show us what he wants to do with what we give him. We give him we, we just we, we offer from ourselves and then God multiplies that. It's a powerful word. It's part of our vision statement as a church. Our vision is to share and multiply the life of Christ in the church through new disciples, new life groups, new congregations to the glory of God and the joy of all peoples everywhere. We want everybody in on this. Everybody longs for it down in their hearts. Let's read the text together. Luke chapter 9. Verses 10 through 17. Father, bless the reading of your word. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. So in week two, we talked about the disciples getting sent out. Now they're coming back. They reported. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. He replied, you give them something to eat. They answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of 50 each. The disciples did so. 
And everybody sat down, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. This is the Word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You guys are awesome. You're learning that. It's nothing like a decade of trying. <laughs> we were so high church here, you know. <laughs> Love it. But here's the deal. This story is a paradigm level story of the kingdom of God. When I say paradigm, I mean it's got all kinds of stuff packed into it that we cycle back around on over and over and over. It's, it's kingdom truth that God wants to get into our lives. And this whole thing about sowing and reaping and faithfulness, I mean, these are kingdom things. What is success in the kingdom? It's faithfulness. It's not numbers. It's being faithful to God and responding to what He says and then doing it. This is the way of the kingdom. He multiplies that. He brings fruit to that. All those parables about the talents, you know, one guy gets one, one guy gets two, one guy gets five, he multiplies the five guy, multiplies the one guy, doesn't do anything with it, and his one he has is given to the guy who's now got ten. It's because that's the way it is in the kingdom. It's this multiplying kind of thing. That's the way, that's the kingdom of God. Now, there used to be this old song, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. A bunch of you guys weren't even born when that song, Ron, Ron Canoli, early 90s, glory. Now the problem with us doing all this that I'm talking about here, the problem with us doing, it's the fall, it's the fall. We start believing lies about God and, and we stop believing that he's this generous host who's going to provide for everybody. And so then we grab a little bit off the table and we sneak the hors d'oeuvres over into the back room and we try to hoard it for ourselves, right? So watch the generosity video from the Bible Project. You can get more on that. But, I mean, it's just a great way of talking about the, the problem of the fall is us not trusting God. We can't see all that God wants to do in our lives. Nobody. Nobody, because of the fall, can see it all. We just can't see. I can't see it. It's amazing. When we dreamed about the church all those years ago, in January, it'll be 27 years, when we dreamed about the church, we couldn't see all this. I'm sitting there worshiping this morning, and I mean, it's thin place, open heaven, oh, Lord. And I just thought, we didn't dream of all this. We wanted to be the church, but we couldn't see all that God was going to do. It's, that's the way it is in the kingdom. God, He wants to do more yes. than what we can see. And he's always calling us into that. Will you join me? And I just want to say, we are dreaming again. Yeah, <laughs> We're dreaming again. You know, and we want to see this multi-ethnic, epicenter, life-giving, look around, multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting church. That's what we want to see more and more and more. And over the next couple of years, I, I don't know how all the provision is going to come, but I just really believe God's moving in our midst and He's going to provide what He's calling us to do. He's going to give provision for the vision that He's called us to here in the city. And, uh, you know, He's calling us all, 100%, to be all in on this. And what do you think the Lord might do as we do that? Multiply. That's what the Lord wants to do in our midst. That's what this message is here, multiply. And here's the process. 
We offer our lives and our resources, and then what Jesus takes, He breaks. And what He breaks, He blesses, and it multiplies for all people all around us. It's just a great word. Here's the main thing today. One sentence, soundbite. God wants us to offer all that we are to Him so that He can multiply those gifts as grace for others. So it's like this, and we're going to talk about this, we're going to expand that last phrase even next week, but there's a cycle of praise as God gives, and then we are givers ourselves. He's blessed us. We have to wake up to it again and again because we forget, because of the fall, we don't trust Him, but as we, we receive from Him and we wake up, and then we give to others, and that turns into praise and thanksgiving, and all those words, got Yancey sitting on the fourth row right there, I mean, it's the dance of the graces. It's the, the chorus, the grace that comes to us. It's the charisma. It's the gift that we give to others. It's the Eucharista, all chorus, all grace. It's the dance of graces. It's the thanksgiving that goes back to God. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not preaching next week's message, but that's coming. So, so let's look at these key words here in this passage. A few key words in this multiply process, okay? And let me set the stage by reading verses 11, uh, excuse me, 10 and 11 and 12 again. When the apostles returned... They reported to Jesus what they had done. And check it out. Then he took them with him. So they've been sent out. Now he's taking them with him. And they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. And, but the crowds learned about it and they followed him. And they welcomed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. And he healed those who needed healing. So here's one thing I want us to see just in the setup. Is as we're responding to God as we're walking with God, as we're going into the next thing that He calls us to do, a lot of times we're just kind of walking with Jesus and then something else happens on the way to doing what He had called us to do. And sometimes it's like a a life-changing kind of thing. So they're on the way to withdraw and get some rest and an opportunity comes up to speak about the kingdom of God and for people to get healing and all that happens. Check out the next verse. Verse 12. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. I love this because they are in the miracle zone. They don't know it. They're in the miracle zone here and they come up with a great idea. Hey, Lord, let's don't do the miracle at all. Let's let's send these people out and just kind of do it. Not your way, but our way, our great idea. Anybody ever been there? This week, <laughs> this morning, right? And so, Lord, help us to wake up. This is the miracle zone. It's about to happen. And so Jesus has another idea. And this is the first big word for the morning. And that is expectation. There in verse, uh, verse 13. He replied to them, you give them something to eat. And so the expectation here is that we would give. As disciples, that we've got something to give. You give them something to eat. This is discipleship 101, everybody. This is part of, because that's the way God is. He's a giving God. It's participating with Him in what He's doing. And this is the way He lives. Understanding God's expectation is an invitation, really, for us to join in with what God's doing. And as we go through the Nathan Initiative, you guys, our goal here is 100% engagement. That's our primary goal. I mean, it's just that everybody's heart, Lord, what are, you, what are you saying to me? 
How do you want me to do this? How do you want me to fill out that card that we're coming in to do next week and all that we're wanting to do around here? But the primary goal is, is 100% engagement. And I don't even, I don't know how many don't, aren't engaged right now, but man, what, wouldn't that be incredible if everybody that calls Antioch Church home, like, to be engaged? That would just be an awesome, massive pastoral win, discipleship win, win for the kingdom of God, win for the love of God, win for the worship of God, win for walking out the truth of God, win, I'll stop, but just, it would be a win. Second big word, second big word is realization. So first word, expectation, give. Second big word, realization, and man, don't we all know this one. They answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd, about 5,000 men were there. And so the realization is what? Not enough. I don't have enough to help provide for what's going on in all that's needed here. I was trying to imagine this this week. I was in my office over there. I'm trying to imagine. You got 5,000 guys. That's a lot of, that's a lot of men. And I just want to say that there were other gospels say that the women and children, not counting the women and children. Now today, in the modern context, every single woman, every single child counts. Somebody shout me down. So I don't know what that number is. It's a lot more than 5,000. You got your whole family, got a big clan with you. That's going to add something to the number. But let's be conservative. Let's just say there's one extra person for every 5,000 guys. No, two. Let's do two. So that would be 15,000. So I'm going, what kind of, how do you imagine that number? And, and uh, we've got a new uh, Dickies Arena that's here in Fort Worth, over in the Arts District, about to open up this month sometime. And uh, that's what I read. And that thing seats 14,000 people. So I was over there in my office, and I was imagining, okay, what would that look like? So you got five loaves, two, two fish, and I break that. I'm looking at 14,000 empty seats. And Lord, would you just do this now? okay. Steve, you take it up to section 101. Joe, you take it up to section 302 there and just let it go all the way around. Everybody just having a ball and eating all they can eat and 12 basketfuls come back down to the main arena floor. Isn't that amazing? That's an amazing kind of provision through the realization that we can't do it. Next big word is offering. Offering. So... He says, you give them something. We have only, this is what we got. Five loaves, two fish. One of the other gospels says from a little child. I love that. By the way, the, uh, the children are over there in, in these services this morning. They're doing their commitment day. Our little children. I just can't wait. I've been, I've been worshiping and saying, Lord, bless them. Lord, bless them. Bless the children as they do this. Oh, I can't wait to see. We're going to do some video and show it next week. I can't wait to see what the youth looks like and what the children look like. Isn't that going to be fun? This stirs my heart. Little Natalie, you know, bringing an offering, man. That's just, that's powerful. So here we go. This is offering what we have, our lives and our resources. I want to share a little bit about, more about the Nathan story. So that thing happened June 3rd, 1996. It's when that story, uh, those three days of prayer and fasting at that hotel and and I've just been, there's been a little bit of fear in me, a little bit of trepidation, just feeling like I, the Lord was calling me to a new, just a new place of being radical, 
of being all in, of being consecrated like that, of surrendering my heart, you know, and just this is, I didn't say this in the last service, but I, I was praying hard on Tuesday morning, Lord, Nathan, Jamie, and just trying to get that. That's been such a word for me for 23 years. I'm given to God and I'm given for others. And I was just praying that thing in. And I just remember 23 years and suddenly my birthday flashed in my mind, December 3rd. Today's Kim's birthday, by the way. And then, and then uh, December 3rd flashed in my mind, 23 years and six months. And I just, this is weird, but I mean, you're just praying and just, and I knew as soon as I thought 23 years and six months, I knew I was supposed to look at Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy and love have followed me, pursued me even, like we just sang, all the days of my life and surely I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, that's part of our destiny, heritage, life of getting to live this given life. And so I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm marching around, all kinds of stuff. And then I thought, you know, I need to call John Brown. John was the guy who was with me in, in that hotel room all those years ago. And he had a stroke last fall. And I talked with him in the spring a little bit and, and called him up. And, and he sounded great. I mean, he sounded like no slurred words. He, and I said, John, you sound incredible. And he said, yeah, the doctor says it's a miracle. I've got a little bit of a limp, but I'm ready to start preaching again. You know, just, and, and I was telling him a little bit. He goes, well, you sound a little anxious. You sound a little stressed. And I said, yeah, and I started going into a little bit, and he cut me off, wouldn't let me finish my stress and anxiety. So he goes, brother, brother, sounds like you're trying to carry some stuff that God doesn't want you to carry, but he wants you to realize that, that so that you'll give it to him. And would you give it to him now? And then he started, so, the, so that you'll see it's not you, but Christ. And he started preaching to me a little bit out of Galatians 2.20, which was the verse and was the letter that we were immersed in for those three days. I could not, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, he's just preaching to me out of the very passage that we were in while he's talking about this. And just, I've been crucified with Christ. And we sat there in all kinds of wonderful ways. I'm not going to go into the depth of it all, but it was incredible how God spoke to me about the fact that I've died with Christ and I've been raised with Christ, that I'm united with Christ, that we are Die, we died with Him. We're raised with Him. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, not like it's some pie-in-the-sky, super-Christian kind of thing, but as truth, as reality. You guys, this Nathan word for us, it's not like just, just I mean, this is a word from God for me and for us. Like, so I just, I want to encourage you. With, like, it's not, a, it's not a waffly, is this maybe something I need to participate? I just, I can't, and you're free. But it's a word from God for us. Just, and it's been percolating, brewing, simmering, marinating. Help me out. Need some team preaching right now. But, uh, you know, I, again, I just unpacking that, looking at, you know, last Sunday night, just watching people come with their offerings to the Lord. Watching couples come that have been thinking about this and, and praying about this thing. And again, I want to encourage you guys, this, this card, it's, just, it's, it's representative of what God's doing in our hearts. It's a, that we were just seeing people come prayer, prayerfully, tearfully, you know, and drop those things in. And it was, it, I, again, I just haven't ever seen anything like it. I, I know we've had opportunity, we've had some cool stories down through the years, but 
But I've never gotten to participate in anything like that. So a lot of you guys have, and you're like, oh, that was only half of what I did. When I, okay. But, but it was a blow away. It was an open heaven moment. It was just so powerful. And uh, just next week, it, you know, we're going to be doing the Commitment Sunday, and I, I just, I, my gut is that it's going to be a holy moment again for us as we commit our lives to the Lord, to each other, and to what God's wanting to do here at Antioch and Fort Worth. Just love it. So the next word there, next we've got offering, we've got expectation, realization, offering, breaking. Give me a shout. Woo! <laughs> breaking. Who doesn't? Oh, wow. Love that breaking stuff. So here we go. Read a few verses. He said to his disciples, everyone sit down in groups of 50. The disciples did so. Everyone sat down, taking the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. So what I wrote here is breaking is like the hard, crusty part. So, you, you know, that's, that's that part of our lives. It's a little bit harder, a little bit stiffer, you know, and, and, and really I'm talking in spiritual terms here for just a little bit. Just stay with me on this. Like, God really does want those hard, crusty places to be opened up so that the life of God can actually get out. Watchman Nee wrote a book years ago called The Release of the Spirit, and he talks about the hard porcelain exterior of us. You know, and just the, I'm always right, I know the answers, you know, listen to me, opinion, 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 you know. And where there's lots of opinions, it's really hard to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And so God brings these, these things into our lives, dealings, and, and, and it's, it's, it's opportunities. You know, to, when we are saying no to sin and addictions and bondage and lust and financial money stuff and power grabs and all that kind of stuff, it's opportunities for us to say, yes, Lord. Not me, but yes to you, Lord. And it's in those very places where that hard, crusty stuff is broken that the life of the Lord gets out. It's the life of the Lord. And not just, you know, the right answer is da-da-ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, and that's maybe not what people need to hear. What they need to hear is compassion and love. In the mercy of God that's streaming out of the brokenness places in our own lives. Susan Peters uh, did this introduction thing for uh, Unbound Global. Was, we had a conference here about 10 days ago. And uh, she leaned over to me. I was going to just do a welcome to the, the and we had teams in from Indonesia, uh, Mongolia, I'm going to try to get this, uh, Cambodia, all the U.S. chapters, and just a beautiful, wonderful group of folks. In, in with us, and, and Susan goes, hey, Jamie, would you share a little bit about your story when you stand up so that people will know they just don't know the one that they're helping, how that's gonna, that person could turn into somebody that does something for God. So I stood up and told about my addiction and brokenness and drugs and all that stuff, and, and I said, but I met Jesus, and He rocked my world, He changed my life, and it's never been the same since. And who knows, the one you're helping could be somebody like me that ends up making a difference with their life. You know, just, you know, that's the, that's the breaking. I mean, for years, I wouldn't even share that story because it was just so broken. I didn't want people thinking young kids, they could do what I did and end up, you know, loving Jesus. And I, I don't know how I was thinking about it, but actually, it's that breaking 
that where people most often see Jesus in my life. I, it's weird. I'll tell, I'll tell the testimony every Christmas, New Year's Eve message, and they say, don't stop sharing it. Keep sharing it. We need to hear it. The grace of God. The grace of God. You know, and, and can I just say, when He fixes us and brings us into life with Him, you don't like get it all figured out. I, I, at least I don't. And, and so I, I still walk along with a limp, you know, and, and still mess up and do dumb stuff and blow it. And I'm kind of a, I'm a healer, but I'm a wounded healer, if that makes sense. And that's kind of all we, we, we don't ever, you know, <laughs> duh, and capes flying in the wind and shoot off to do some other great ministry. It doesn't work like that. How it works is, Jesus, help me. Help me. Have mercy, God. I can't do this. I cannot do this if your life isn't flowing through me. Not I. Not I, but Christ. That's the Nathan word. Okay? The next big word there. So that's breaking. The next big word there is blessing. This is what happens. This is the multiplication word. In the end of verse 6 there. So he takes it. He breaks it. So what he takes, he breaks. What he breaks, he blesses. And he gave it to them to set before the, to the disciples to set before the people. And so it's this multiplying thing. This is the miracle that happens when we give it to Jesus. I don't know what's going to happen in the next two years. I'm excited to see. But, you know, may God just help us all to see. Help our eyes to be opened to what actually happens. In Mark 7, it's after both of the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. In Mark 7, verse 17, the disciples are walking along. Jesus says, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees. And the disciples are going, is he telling us that? Because we only have this one loaf of bread? And, and he's like, oh, why are you talking about one loaf of bread? Don't, didn't you see what happened in the feeding of the 5,000? How many basketfuls were left over? 12. And didn't you see what happened in the feeding of the 4,000? Which had just happened in that story right before Mark 7. How many basketfuls were left over? Seven. He goes, do you not see with your eyes? Do you not hear with your, with your ears? Do, what's not connecting so that you understand? And He wants us to understand He is the provider of everything. He is, and make those connections. He is the generous host of it all. We are breathing because of Him. We are seeing the miracle of our eyes and all that crazy stuff that has to happen for our eyes to see. That's because of God. You know, just we are incredible beneficiaries of the blessing of God. And then there's that last piece there in verse 17. The word is enough. Twelve basketfuls. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So the people, they ate and were satisfied in our giving the Lord multiplies. And in that multiplication, there's blessing for others. There's satisfaction. And guess what? At the end, I, 12, I mean, what all kind of crazy things could we say in terms of deep understanding about the number 12 and what's going on there? But at the very simplest, let's just say that there's enough for the disciples. After everything is said and done, everybody gets a basket full. Everybody... Hey, there's enough. We gave everything we had. We're all in. And there's enough. It's God's math. It's God's provision anyway. Everything that we have is from Him. And I just, oh Lord, open, open our eyes. Open our ears. Open our hearts 
Give us your eyes, Jesus. So a couple weeks ago, uh, Megan gave a testimony. Last week, it was Mark and Nicole Blaska. And this week, we're covering all the age generations at Antioch, Fort Worth. Let's listen to Tony and Jan Hilly. Amen. I'm Tony. It's my wife, Jan. And uh, we have been here at Antioch now for almost six years. And Jan and I was on a journey looking for where God would have us to be in, I think it was December of around 2013. We started attending and we've been here ever since. I retired four years ago. So we decided that we needed to reevaluate our ties, reevaluate everything. So we made some changes in that and the more you give, the more you want to give, the more you, because you want to support what he has and, and what he has here is to, uh, to reach the nations mm -hmm. and reach our neighborhood. It's been a, it's been a joy. It's yeah. been a, it's been a, it's a good, it's a good thing. I like how it's explained there that this is, it's not just a, a giving program or a building program. It's about discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so I see this for me and for Jan and for all of us as an opportunity to learn how much more faithful God is than we could ever imagine. How much more he gives back to us when we give towards what he's doing. Because this is his work here. I've, I've always wondered why God does things the way he does, but we have been invited to partner with him in this. Do what he's always wanted to do, and that's, that's to make himself known to those who don't know him yet. You don't realize the blessings that you're gonna receive whenever you give to the Lord. Whenever you listen and you obey, and that obedience causes you to, to just have joy because you, you're joyful in that, that you know that you're doing what the mm -hmm. Lord is asking you to do. I'm excited about when it comes to the Nathan Initiative. It will make room for people who, they don't know why they showed up that Sunday morning. Something just led them over here. Jamie talks about there's a place at the table, one table. I think it's exciting that people are working together. You know, it's all, it's yeah. an initiative that we're all involved in. Yeah. And we're all it's working everybody. towards, working towards a goal. The Nathan Initiative will make it possible to be able to, to reach out and more ministries. We talked about more ministries, the possibility of more churches being planted at different places. The gospel is preached. God's word is powerful. And his, and his spirit and his word are moving. You know, things are going to happen best thing you can do is just jump right in and be a part of what God's doing here at Antioch. I think it's an going to be an exciting time over these next couple of years, what's happening around here. I know I am. You know, yeah. I'm excited just talking about it. You know, so. <laughs> I shall give it up for Tony and Jan. Amen. Great job. I know I'm excited about it. Excited just talking about it. Love Tony and Jan. So, you know, it's this is the feeding of five thousand. Again, it's it's a paradigm level story about what God does with what we give, how He changes things. And you know, years ago we had this word "build the base," move to Fort Worth, build the base, all that, and we had no idea like what all 
what all He's led us into, how He's developed this, how He's built things in and around us as we've said yes again and again. There is so much more right now than what we could see back then. When we were selling our homes to move down here, we couldn't see all this. We couldn't, we couldn't see it at the time, but it's wonderful. God's going to do more than we can imagine. That's a promise when we lean into Him with what He's got for us and what He's calling us to do. Just imagine a place where everybody, 100% of the people, are engaged. What would happen? What, just imagine what would happen for the kingdom of God. Imagine a new season of openness to what the Lord is calling us to do. I'd, wow. You know, just this past week, I was praying, I was seeking the Lord, and the Lord spoke to me. I don't know if you have it in the, uh, if I sent it in the notes, but uh, I, in my journal, I write down an L and then a dash. It's just my way of the, I'm listening now. And I wrote down sometime this past week, Jamie, consecration is what happened when I spoke, Nathan, to you. That's what all of this is about, consecration. The story of your life ebbs and flows around the surrender of your heart. And that's, that's the Word. That's the Word of Nathan for us. Given to God and given for others. And it's a powerful thing. And I just want to say, you guys, Jesus loves me and He loves you. And He loves us together. And He has compassion on us. But not just us. He has compassion on Fort Worth. And He has compassion on all the people of our region and the nation and the nations. And He wants everybody in on that. And the best is really yet to come. Y'all stand up. And let's respond to this Word for a moment here. Worship team, come on. Ministry team, come on up. Just a few minutes. So I want to encourage you to really just let's man get if you just get as many people praying for people as possible right now in these next couple of minutes how many people want their lives to be multiplied i mean that like get prayer for that how many want their lives to be multiplied so what happens is what's been happening to me is i've been getting prayer for some of my anxiety for some of my fears and you know what i'm talking about it's like oh the unknown oh giving it laying it down again get prayer about that get prayer for the opportunity that's there get prayer for the Lord, let me see like you see. And maybe you're in that breaking place right now. Lord, give me strength. Empower me. Fill me with your spirit. Let your life shine. Let your power, your spirit shine in and through me. Whatever your prayer need is, guys, let's press in just for a moment here. And remember, it's all about Jesus. We're looking to him. Lord, would you do it in us? In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. You guys, press in to the Lord. We've just got a few minutes here. So get prayer. Be quick. Go for it. Lord, move right now in this time we ask in Jesus' name. Help us. Empower us. Fill us with Your Spirit. Lord, the prayer of obedience, let it happen. I'm all in. I want to respond to You. I want to say yes.